Hey, y'all. Welcome to Beautifully Healthy. I'm Dr. Key, Allison Key. Um, I kind of prefer to go by Allison, so y'all just call me that. And I'm here with Erica Smith, who is a physician assistant, who we've worked together for how many years now? Oh, gosh. Since I started, 2014. So a while. So a um, I'm going to be honest, Erica. I wasn't sure about you when I first met you. Yeah. And now I can't imagine my life without you. You're like my... If I had a wife, Erica would be it. <laughs> You're my other half for sure. I feel like I run more things by you than I do Ryan. I will never, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I will never forget the moment that I changed my mind about you completely. Because let's be honest, you have a little RBF. I do, and, I do. And it's I was a little like, intense. I was like, I don't, know, I don't know about this girl. And I think it was when you were a student with us. And then I came in one day talking about the Real Housewives of X, Y, or Z. And you were like, Oh, girl. Hold on. Hold on. And that's when I knew we were meant to be. That's right. Bonding <laughs> kindred, over Bravo. Kindred spirits. Absolutely. So um, we're excited about doing this podcast. This would be episode number one. I would say we're excited. We've both been sitting here like deer in headlights. Oh, my gosh. Are we really doing this? Um, we just filmed a commercial last week. My eight-year-old got to see the preview last night, and I told her we were doing this podcast, and she said, what are y'all doing? You filmed a commercial last week and now a podcast? And I said, I know, we're go- growing. It's crazy. I said, what do you think we should talk about on our podcast? And she said, y'all do a lot of weird stuff at that spa. Maybe you should talk about that. <laughs> so she's probably right. We do yeah. do some interesting things at the spa. And a lot of things that people probably don't realize we do. That's true. That's true. I think even if you go to Atlanta, you're not going to get as diverse of a um, offering as we have here because we really just went wide open. Go big or go home is our philosophy, right? Absolutely. (laughs) So let's go back to sort of the beginning. We talked about when we met. Tell us a little bit about you, where where you're from, where you went to school, et cetera. So we we know who Erica is. So hi, you guys. I'm Erica Smith. Um, I guess originally I am from, I kind of claim I'm from Roswell. (laughs) Um, My family, my extended family is all from Jackson, Mississippi. I moved around a lot when I was younger. My dad's job took us anywhere from Virginia to Texas back to Mississippi, but we finally kind of landed in Roswell when I was in sixth grade. So that's kind of where I claim to be from. Um, Is that the, your favorite place that you lived? It's probably the only place I can really remember. We yeah. moved every two years, so it was something didn't constant. I didn't stay anywhere. Enough. Gotcha. So from Roswell, basically. So from Roswell, I went to Centennial High School in Roswell. Had a huge graduating class, which is kind of funny because then I come out here and everybody talks about a graduating mm-hmm. class of 100 people and I have no idea what life would be 76. like graduating with 100 people. <laughs> I graduated with 76. And I think my mom also graduated from Bremen High School with 76 people. <laughs> it's crazy. I think I had like 550 there were not 550 <laughs> people in the high school <laughs> when I graduated. So you did not know everybody you went to high school with. Not at all. There were people walking across the stage at graduation that I have never seen in my life. So moving to Bremen was quite the culture shock. Correct. It was definitely an adjustment. Um, I do like the small town, though. Yeah. It is nice being away from traffic and away from the constant go all the time. It's sure. nice to sit back, especially now that we have kids. I'm excited to kind of see them grow up in a small town and actually grow up with people they know and that they've been in pre-K with and kind of go all the way through the school system with. I didn't have that experience. It was just me and my sister. Um, So she's been my best friend through everything. Um, That's kind of the real constant in my life, except for soccer. Started playing soccer at four, continued all the way through college. I don't really know what I would do if I didn't have that. Do you think your kids will play soccer? 
they yeah. just cold show interest i guess it is of note that you have two children i do have two children i got a three-year-old cole and a one-year-old maddox um i'm not so sure cole's gonna be my athlete <laughs> maddox i think will be my athlete but i don't know cole's just not not into that not sweaty into that he, outdoor he's my stuff. social butterfly like he's more in tune with talking to the moms on the sidelines that's cute that's cute and that's cool for sure yeah. absolutely um yeah the interesting thing about being in a small town is the thing you hate when you're a teenager and the, it's the same thing i love now as a mom everybody knows my kids mm-hmm. you know like used to when i was a kid growing up in this small town if i ever did anything wrong my parents knew about it before i ever got home um i'll never forget this funny story about my brother he and his buddy were on their way to golf practice, I think, and they decided that they would essentially block traffic on Highway 27, and they would get side by side and drive, you know, like 25 or 30 miles an hour. Stop it. <laughs> so they had traffic way, way backed up. I was like, well, I guess that's better than racing to yeah, golf true. practice. But either way, somebody called the police on them and the with the tag number, and the police officer knew my parents and, and called home. And so when Bear got home from golf practice, the police had already contacted our parents. So, you know, he's going to love that I'm talking about his, his dirty little yeah, secrets. Um, so, you know, of course, you hated that when you were a teenager. Right. But now as a parent, I love the fact that everybody knows who my kids are right. and has you just feel like you best feel interest safer yes. yeah somebody's like somebody's got their, got their, eyes, their eyes, on. eyes on your kid and that's um that's a good feeling i guess i'm sure they'll hate it at some point too oh yeah but you know you're growing up in a small town you say i can't wait to get out of the small town and then you come right back to the uh-huh. small town oh yeah so i guess that um that is obvious that i grew up here Along with your husband. Along with my husband. How did you meet Ryan? I met Ryan in college. I was in grad school. Um, and we met at a Halloween party. Oh, how fun. <laughs> and, and we have been... a Halloween party coming up. We what do. were you dressed as? Uh, a football player. <laughs> <laughs> a sexy football player? Um, yes, there was, a, there was some smaller clothing <laughs> at that time. <laughs> in college, you can get away with that. <laughs> I would not even remotely think about that at this point in my life. That's hilarious. So as I said, I think we were meant to be together because before I ever got pregnant with Aileen, and she's eight... So probably nine years ago, before I even knew you existed, I went to my first conference about aesthetic medicine and wanted to learn how to do Botox and aesthetic procedures. I always sort of felt like, as a woman, when you feel good about yourself and you feel confident, like you're unstoppable, essentially. And whether, you know, people may frown upon this, but for me, it's been true. Um, when you feel good about your physical appearance, you know, when you, if you wake up in the morning, you're not feeling good. If you get up and get dressed up, you're going to feel better. So when you feel good about your physical appearance, that directly relates to your, absolutely um, your performance for the day. Yeah. And just confidence. And, um, another thing, you know, just, this is just an example. Aileen did speech therapy when she was, um, younger, you know, when your mom, I understood every single thing she was saying, but as she started preschool and she had little friends, I was like, Oh, these kids are talking really clearly. And Aileen had this huge vocabulary and I could understand everything she said, but it was becoming obvious that other people didn't ever always understand her. So she started speech therapy early and I was an advocate for that, but I did cry about it because I thought, you know, as a woman, especially in this kind of profession, the healthcare profession, you're still a minority. And I feel like I've had to work harder than male counterparts to be right. successful, if that makes sense. And so 
where there is a glass ceiling to some extent and to shatter that glass ceiling, you got to work harder than your male counterparts. And so I just, you know, was just prayed and hoped that whatever the speech issue she had would be corrected because if you have that speech delay, no matter how smart you are, that just makes it even harder for you as a woman. So I'm sidetracked here. Her speech is great now. She oh, talks she's probably one of the smartest <laughs> little girls I've ever met. She, Her vocabulary is probably better than mine. <laughs> uh, she is pretty smart. I always joke that she's like an 84-year-old woman in an 8-year-old's body. You know, she's probably the most rational person in our house. <laughs> the funniest story is about Luke in your car and his arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we're going down the road the other day and... Um, you know, Luke's your typical six-year-old boy. He's a lunatic. And he has, it was one of the mornings, it was a little bit cooler. So he had this long sleeve shirt on and he'd pulled his hands up in his sleeves and he was flopping them around. He was like, oh no, oh no, my hands, my hands. Adeline, what happened to my hands? And she said, I would presume they're in your sleeves. (laughs) She's just like over his antics over here first thing in the morning. But Anyway, it was hilarious. So um, you meet Ryan at West mm-hmm. Georgia. We both went to West Georgia. Went to West Georgia. We Wolves. both went yeah. to Mercer. We both went to Mercer. I went to Mercer for uh, medical school in Macon, but you were not on the Macon campus, right? I was not. Atlanta. The PA campus was in Atlanta with okay. the physical therapy and the nursing program. Gotcha. I met David while I was at West Georgia also. I see, it's just like a... Oh, I know. We were kindred spirits from right. a long time ago. Oh, so talking kindred spirits. I went to this aesthetic conference nine yes. years ago. And then I get pregnant, and then I get pregnant again, and (laughs) life just sort of happens. But then enter Erica, and so somewhere along the way, we started talking about a side gig, and uh, maybe we could do some Botox on a side gig, and a Mm -hmm. side gig turns into a full-time jump ship, start a new business, (laughs) and we're okay. All right, I jumped out of the plane. Do you have your parachute? No, I do not, (laughs) but I'll be okay. I think that was probably one of the scariest conversations with me with Ryan was leaving my secure job and saying, I'm jumping ship with Allison and we're doing this. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I don't know about this. Are you sure? I had talked about it for years. Like, oh, I'd love to have a medical spa, medical spa, medical spa. And Dave was like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, go to work, see some patients. Yeah. (laughs) Make some money, yeah. Um, but then when it finally started getting serious, and I had a little health scare that kind of like initiated like the, no, for real, like I'm going to do something different. He was like, okay, whatever you got to do. And it's been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It has the been. The past a, two years have been the wildest ride, but it's been amazing. Uh, it has been a wild ride for sure. And like now that family medicine has expanded into that, the whole original building, patients are like, oh, this looks so nice, but I can't believe in this amount of time you're like in a whole, you've got a whole nother building and you've got all these rooms and it's so busy up here. So, yeah, I know. I don't know what happened. Like, it's been like in the middle of a tornado for two years. Um, but a good tornado. looking at that building two and a half years ago and saying, there is no way we will ever fill out this building with family practice and the spa. Yeah, we'll never we will need never this fill much it up. space. No. We'll have too much space. We're wasted space. And so we were we even open a year when we rented? No, we mm-hmm. were not open a year when we rented the Blue House because when we did our one-year anniversary mm-hmm. celebration, we had the food truck parked in yep. this and the uh, Blue House yeah. driveway. Yeah. So in less than a year, we outgrew that building. Mm-hmm. And in less than two years, we outgrew that building. Uh-huh. And now we're in three buildings. God just opened doors for us to have the beautiful old house right across the street to yes. move the spa into. So, what, um, how long have you wanted to do aesthetic medicine? It's always been in the back of my mind. I mean, I feel like even going through PA school, just something about the way you feel 
when you when you feel when you look good like yeah. i just feel like that just completely changes everything about you it's just yeah. like putting on a new pair of jeans that make your bottom look real good yeah like it just changes the entire way you think about the day you walk with more confidence you just i don't know everything changes yeah and it's not just vanity you know no. i think that's what probably growing up in roswell um spas and yes. botox and those kind of treatments were pretty commonplace mm -hmm. but out here it was still very taboo like oh she had some work done mm -hmm. you know or it was so off the radar i don't know what she had done but she looks different you know right um so to me it's not necessarily vanity some people could call it that and maybe on a very superficial level it is but i think it goes way deeper into that when i feel good about myself self-confidence self-esteem yeah yeah you can't stop me and like it like you said it changes or it kind of goes into everyday life into your mental health yeah yeah feeling good about yourself mm -hmm. um not that you have to be a dime piece to feel good about yourself no. it's not about that and that's that's been the the really interesting thing doing this in real world experience is everybody who comes in whether it's family medicine or um or to the spa they are looking for something else so when i remember going to this aesthetic conference the first time and they say okay you hand the patient a mirror and you say um, tell me what bothers you mm -hmm. and let them describe. And then you point out some other things they could do. And I have never felt comfortable doing that. But I don't think I could ever point out something. I'm not about to point out like, oh, well, yeah, you need, you do, right. those wrinkles are bad, mm -hmm. but these are really bad. Like I have never that brown spot do right that. there. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what I mm -hmm. think. It matters what you think. Correct. You know, you've got to live in that skin and you are the one who looks in the mirror every day. And I want you to feel good about you. You could walk in and I think you're coming in for a, B, and C, but what really bothers you is X, Y, and Z. And I think that's what makes this maybe a little bit different because something else I hear a lot is, well, I went to so-and-so and they, I just didn't feel like they listened. You right. know, I told them I wanted to do this, but they said, no, you need this. Right. And that's not what I wanted. And um, so I think that's one of our strong suits is we make a point of hearing our well, patients. I think a lot of people in this industry want you to fit inside of a box. I don't think it's, there's necessarily a box that you have to fit in. I don't think we want to change anybody's appearance. I think enhance what you already have. Yeah. Regaining confidence yeah. is what I really think we're doing. And for some people, it's losing weight. For some people, it's the fine lines around your eyes. Mm -hmm. For other people, it is I want my lips to be fuller. For other people, it's I've had four kids. And I've got all this loose skin on my belly, and I just really want to feel good. Right. You know, I'm never going to wear a bikini again, but I just want to feel good when I take my clothes off mm -hmm. or I put my clothes on or whatever. And, and so, you look at hormones, too. I mean, males yeah. coming in trying to get their hormones balanced. Them, if they feel good, I think that kind of changes the entire dynamic in a relationship, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if my husband comes home in a bad mood, everybody's going to have a bad day. <laughs> but if he comes home in a better mood, I kinda, that kind of yeah. shifts the entire yeah. afternoon. We joke about how many marriages we've saved, but it's not a joke because no. I think you and I are both testaments to the for a fact <laughs> <laughs> to the changing power of hormone optimization mm -hmm. in a marriage i think both i mean it's both of us yeah he us is too. a completely different person i feel us like too. he is more calm rational i feel like he enjoys things more um just he feels better overall for those listening who don't know what we're talking about we do bio t hormone optimization so we've known for a long time that synthetic hormones um, can increase your risk of heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, cancers. But we've also known that living in menopause or andropause can make your life miserable, your quality of life really bad. So you're kind of stuck between that rock and a hard place. Do you take the risks and feel better? Or do you not take the risks and sort of feel crappy? Right, and suffer through the and later decades of your life. Suffer through whatever. And so there is another option, and it's um, BioT. They're bioidentical pellets. They're inserted under the skin in your bottom in your butt for lack of a better way to put that 
they are plant-based. They look chemically identical to what circulates in your body naturally and having been studied for years, they do not convey the same risks that synthetic hormones do. They do not increase your risk of heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, cancer. So it's a much safer long-term option. Mm -hmm. And a much steadier state too. Absolutely. Like, you know, for men, let's say you come in and your testosterone level is 300. So we can do testosterone shots traditionally. Those are going to increase those risks, but you're going to get a bump in your testosterone to about 500 and then it's going to crash back down. And then in two weeks, you're doing another shot and it bumps up to about 500 and it crashes back down. So you've got maybe two good weeks up out of a month that you feel like a human and by that point by the time your testosterone is 300 you're already at risk for alzheimer's disease osteoporosis prostate cancer prostate cancer on and on and on and on and on not to mention that you feel like crap and your sex life is probably suffering so with bio t you come in um and if you are a good candidate and we dose you and that's the other thing i think that's different about bio t everybody's dosed yes. individually it is not cookie cutter i tell patients god didn't take a cookie cutter and cut us all out of the same mold like every single person's different mm-hmm. so it's your symptoms your medical history and your lab work and you get a customized dose you come in you get your testosterone pellets um, or for women your combination pellets and you're going to get a, a testosterone level up around 900 or higher, and it's going to stay that way for five to six months. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel, I mean, I joke and say my husband's like 25 again, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, but he's smarter. He's smarter than he was at 25. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you've got the wisdom of your age right. with the feeling like you're the 25 The energy, again. the motivation. Yeah, just the mood. Yes. You know, like the the... The fuse gets shorter when the testosterone gets lower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear about roid rage and you think of people that do abuse testosterone shots or whatever and that they get those roid rages. BioT doesn't cause that. In fact, it's kind of the opposite effect. You know, you're it's real- almost a calming effect. Yeah, that that's how it was for me when yes. I got mine. The, the best way I know to describe it, it feels like you're landing the plane. Yes. Like you're bringing it down from a level 11 mm-hmm. to a level two. You know? And it cleared your brain fog. I felt like it slowed my brain down enough that I could actually think think for two seconds yeah and not feel frantic yes about things and it has been a frantic couple of years around uh-huh. here. especially so. with us and our kids i mean being a mom just in itself Ooh, is hard but Lord. being a mom and trying to grow a business and be a wife and everything else that we have to take on there's a lot of, lot I of mean, balls you're the, in the air now the president of the pta so PTA. <laughs> well yeah yeah <laughs> i don't really believe in sleep no, i'm just kidding but you don't I have to sleep. email start at 4 a.m <laughs> it's true but i go to bed pretty early early to bed early to rise right so my grandma used to say uh-huh. so would you what would you say is your favorite thing we do at the spa um i think we all have our favorites my favorite would probably be lip injections mm. i love doing lip fillers i don't know i feel like something about just adding that little subtle enhancement changes everything. Yeah. I feel like people smile more. I don't know. It just, yeah. like you, just confidence. I think we underestimate how, how much a full lip adds to the youthfulness of a lips face. Lips and eyebrows. Yeah, lips and like eyebrows. Those are the two things. Those both get thinner the older mm-hmm. you get. So kind of filling those things back, back in. in. And we're not talking about... No um, offense. We're not talking about Kardashian style lips. Correct. We're talking about filling those fine lines, plumping it up just a little bit, just adding some fullness, mm-hmm. giving it back. Cause I mean, as you get older, you get those little vertical lip lines, AKA smokers lines, and those kind of start showing your age. So yeah. kind of helping smooth that out. Yeah, definitely helps. And I think we're also seeing younger and younger clients mm-hmm. um, for, for Botox because 
once those lines have developed, it's harder to erase them versus if you catch that kind of stuff early, right. you can maintain it without having to try to reverse it. And um, so there, there is something to that preventative Botox, if you will. What's your favorite procedure? Oh, my favorite procedure. Um, I really love to do leg veins mm-hmm. um, because there's like some kind of instant gratification from watching those little spider veins just disappear mm-hmm. as you laser over them. It's like taking a little eraser or a magic marker and just going over them. I really like to do those. Um, but I really do like the hormone. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not that it's the procedure itself is all that glamorous, um, but the effect that yeah. it has on patients is it's one of the most remarkable things I've seen in medicine in a long time. You know, it's, as a physician, it's always rewarding to have a patient come in and say, this is the best I've ever felt, or right. you changed my life, or you saved my life, or, you know, I can't thank you enough for all you've done for me, or just thanks for listening, or whatever it is. And so you, you get that repeatedly with, with bio for you know, sure. we've, we've, I don't know that we've ever had a patient not come back or say, Mm-mm. I feel worse. Right. Um, and if they didn't get a remarkable change, it's because there's something else going on. Going on. Right. But like it, it helps our patients who are trying to lose weight. You know, you can beat your head against the wall trying to lose weight. And if your hormones aren't where they need to be, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Or it's at it least makes it really not, difficult. Yeah, it makes it really difficult. So to I just like the effect that you get from the hormone optimization. I agree. I like the, the fact that people come in and say, this changed my life. This is how I felt. Well, this is kind of what I thought I should feel to like. make a life change yeah. too. So, yeah. hey, I want to get healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start working out more. Maybe I'm going to try to eat a little bit better. I'm yeah. going to try to come off all my medicine. Not all of them. Don't come off all your medicines by yourself, but start Hopefully, to kind of yeah. Yeah, get off some of it. I haven't taken, you know, I've, I've, I've had anxiety and, and depression off and on for a long time. And that's no secret. Like I talk to patients about that a lot. Um, I've not taken anything for anxiety or depression since I started BioT 18 months ago. I mean, and, and we have had a crazy, mm-hmm. it's an emotional years. roller coaster. We've had a lot going on. I mean, I've had a baby within the past year, so I mean, I had postpartum. I'm not afraid to say that it was a really hard struggle. I looked at putting myself on an antidepressant. I actually did at one point, And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to try the hormones. I did it. And it was literally life-changing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk about postpartum depression in one of our upcoming podcasts. Yes. It's an important topic that I think gets glossed over oh, or sure. people feel shame about talking about. And I think you and I both have some shared experiences with that oh, yeah. as well. And you had a sick baby during that time right. and in and out of the hospitals and <sighs> it is. Hard. And everybody so just small. looks at you like you're a, I don't know I think they expect you to be this strong person who has it all together. And I'm sorry, those first six to eight weeks, I didn't have anything together. <laughs> <laughs> I was My life struggling. Is not together. Yes. <laughs> but I definitely think we need to talk about that because I think it is one of those things where people just say, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And it's sometimes you're not. Except for three. Right. Or people gloss it over and say, oh, you're, it's just the baby just new mom. Yeah, so you're it's okay. just your hormones. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not fun. No. Sometimes things are not right. fine. I am not okay. Mm-mm. And I didn't realize how low I was until I finally started to climb back out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true, not just for the depression stuff and anxiety stuff, but when I did the, my first round of pellets with BioT, I kid you not, and everybody's different. So everybody's response is going to be different. Response time is going to be different. But three days after I got pelleted, I called my mom and I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but the sky's bluer. The grass is greener. It was just like this fog started. Right. Lifting. Yes. Is all the only way I know to describe it. And it's like the sun came out mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, 
Yeah. <laughs> You're in a Disney movie and all of a sudden the little animals just start singing yeah. to you. And I go home, I'm like, hey boy. <laughs> He's like, what is happening? <laughs> um, I don't understand. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go get you some pellets. Because uh-huh. <laughs> you're going to have to keep up. <laughs> He's going to love me for talking about this too. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like I said, it's been life altering. It really has life altering and i knew people will say well how do you know it's time to do it again you know you know mm-hmm. one night david did not put his dishes in the dishwasher <laughs> and i you know how you do that self-talk in your uh-huh. head you're, you're like, like okay this rationalize this thought <laughs> this is it i cannot live like this i'm not gonna live with somebody like this this is so disrespectful this is just crazy uh-huh. crazy and like the other side of me it's like the devil and angel you know like the other side of me is like have you lost your mind? Like he's not a big y'all deal. been married just, just almost one fifteen dish. years, and he has never put his dishes in the right. dishwasher. Like we're just now getting them to the sink. So why are you irrationally? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's been like four and a half months uh-huh. since it's I time. had my pellets. <laughs> it's time. So the dishwasher signal is what mm-hmm. I call it. That's it's about that time. It. Yeah, it's time mm-hmm. to time to get some pellets. Uh, but just energy level too. Like I sleep like a baby, mm-hmm. and I wake up. You know before. Um, I started pellets as a working mom with all this going on. You get up in the morning, you get through your day, but you're like, oh my gosh, when can I get back in the bed? I am right. exhausted. I'm so tired. You hit a brick wall about three o'clock. Yeah, done. And now it's with the pellets, it's like I have the stamina to get through the day. Right. I'm still tired. I'm still a working mom, but I can get home. We can get homework. We can do practice. We can Dinner, do laundry. Tubs. Yes, all that kind of stuff. And maybe stay up and watch TV for a little while. Right. Or not watch TV, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just because the lights are off. <laughs> He is going to kill you. He is going to kill me. I don't know. He probably expects this. <laughs> so it's been, um, it's been good. I like the, so I like bio tea. That's probably my, my favorite thing that we do, but I do like lips too. Mm-hmm. I always tell people when they come get lips, cause I think people are, I think a lot of people want to have their lips done, but they're scared to have their lips done or they don't want to look like they've had, had their, their lips, lips done. done. So I always tell them our philosophy is sort of, you can always add more. Correct. You know, so let's just It's a make building a, process. Yes. Let's make a subtle change. Um, Cause you really just want to look refreshed. Mm-hmm. You want to look like you sleep great. You have no worries. Right. Just, but usually by the end of it, they really do like the, even the swollen version when they leave. Well, here. that's <laughs> what I tell, I tell people. It's okay. When you sit up, uh-huh. When I show, when you look in the mirror, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, my lips are huge. Right. They feel huge. And you're going to ice them tonight and they're going to go down over the next day or two. And you're going to call and say, I think I want a little bit more uh-huh. <laughs> because you think they're ginormous when you right. first sit up just because it's a change. Right. And you're used to, I mean, it's just, and then you put that lipstick on for a couple of days uh-huh. and, and then you're like, like oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to need some more of that. <laughs> so, real good. <laughs> but I do think, you know, lips, I would never tell anybody they don't hurt. No, I mean, it's definitely tender. It's probably the most tender place and probably the place where I get the most bruising when I do fillers. But we, um, you know, we do put the numbing cream on there and that helps. And then mm-hmm. most of the fillers we use for lips have, have some, some lidocaine in yeah. them. So it's not that bad. But it's worth it. Heck yeah, it's worth it. It is worth it. And it lasts, let's see, six to 18 months. So I've had mine done twice and about a year apart, I think. Yeah. Nine, nine to 18, nine to 12 months apart, I think is when I had mine done. I've had mine done three times. So but, six to nine months yeah. for you too. Just depends on how fast your body metabolizes it. But part of it is also once it starts going away, you're like you start noticing. I need my your lipstick done. starts sitting yeah. differently. Yeah. Your lip liner looks differently. <laughs> I need to get my lips mm-hmm. done again. So that's exactly when I know how my Botox. Away. Like I feel like my eyebrows start looking weird. It's time for Botox. <laughs> <laughs> if I can make yeah. my eyebrows move, uh-huh. it's time to <laughs> see. I'm complete opposite of you. Like I don't want my face moving. Period. <laughs> 
<laughs> that goes back to that RBF yes. that we opened with. See, and that's why I get Botox <laughs> because now I'm more approachable. I have a smile on my face. Well, I am so animated. You know, like I'm constantly moving my face and uh-huh. making crazy faces and moving my hands when I talk. So y'all can't tell that because it's a podcast, but my hands have not stopped moving since we started talking. So I don't want to walk around looking surprised all the time. You know, I don't want it to just be completely frozen, but I do um, like a refreshed look. Yes. Yes. So that brow lift is important too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get, you start smoothing too much on the forehead and don't do a little brow lift, you're going to get that heaviness on your eyebrows. And yep. Kind of those eyebrows look either. just straight across too. They don't have much shape to them. Yeah. You need a good eyebrow shape, which goes back to lips and brows. Yep, where those are the two most important things, I think. At. But you know, we can't forget family medicine. I think that's part of what kind of keeps us. Yes. That's our backbone. Grounded. Yeah. Keeps not that, I mean, obviously the spa is important too, but I've, feel like when patients come to the spa it is about self-improvement and self-care which we minimize right uh, we should all do a better job of self-care when you're in family medicine it's you know their health problems that you're trying to te- help pa- patients take ownership of things that are going on in their life yeah and, and how to to manage those problems everything from depression to diabetes to who knows what in between but you know you just you leave every day you've seen a million different things but you leave every day knowing that you've you've know you've helped somebody right made a difference and they've been heard and i think we've got a great group of providers absolutely girl power over here i'm telling you not that we're post men providers we love we like men but we just i don't know we just have a great chemistry Mm -hmm. with this group of ladies I feel like we each have our own streaks and weaknesses and we work really well off each other too. Yeah. Keep each other kind of grounded or pumped mm-hmm. up or good balance. Yes. Good balance. We can't all be the same or we'd no. go crazy. <laughs> You're the good cop around here. I get to be the good cop. <laughs> I am a big old doormat. That's for sure. You're not a doormat, but you do. You are. You probably have one of the biggest hearts of anybody I've ever met. Oh, sometimes to my detriment. But yeah. thank you. That's kind of you to say. And we have Elvis now. Oh, yeah. Elvis, the service dog, who I've, I've you know, don't anybody call um, Peter on me, but I've threatened to murder him about four times in the past 24 hours. I don't know what happened yesterday. He has been the most chill dog since we got him. Just, yeah, he's good. Just really, really Especially chill. Especially puppy. Yeah, he's four months old, and he has just always been easy. And last night, I don't know if one of the kids gave him some candy or let him drink. I don't know what happened. But at 1 o'clock this morning, you know, like, you think of cats playing with balls and plastic cups and cans and whatever in the middle of the night. Mm -mm. He was up in the middle of the night in my room, Mm -mm. like, jumping around and running in circles and knocking some kind of toys around. And I was like, I'm about to kill this dog. Mm -mm. You about to live outside. Mm -hmm. But he settled down. I didn't have to hurt him. Oh, I'd have lost it. <laughs> That's one thing I don't play with. Like, do not wake me up. <laughs> yeah. And once that baby stage is over and your kids sleep through uh-huh. the night, it's like, do not Mm-mm. wake me up. Mm-mm. There's no going back from that. The meanest I've ever talked to anybody in my whole life is in that the, those baby years when you're, the baby wakes up in the middle of the night and it's you and your husband like, I can't even repeat. I would never want to repeat in the daylight hours the things I've said oh, in the middle of the night. That's the worst. Sleep <laughs> deprivation. And you both just look at each other. Uh, not my turn, man. <laughs> rack em, smack em, oh. rack em, rack. <laughs> I remember exclusively pumping with Cole and the, hearing that stupid machine at like two or three in the morning. Oh. Going, I can't. Like it gives me nightmares yeah, to think about that. Even, that was a perfect example of the sound of that machine. Uh-huh. Oh. And I hate that. Like thing. I have 
oh, whenever we have a few people that are here that are um, pumping right now and yeah. I hear their machines going and it just it makes me kind of, yes, it makes me cringe a little bit. I remember pumping, going down the road when I would leave work <laughs> before I could get to my child, I would hook up to that pump and be driving and I'd be like, I dare I dare somebody to pull me over right now because you can just see all my goodies and I'm not even going to stop because these things are Wires everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It is the worst yeah. pain ever. Yes. I'll sit here. I'll take your ticket for speeding. Yes. You're just going to have to look at my nipples being sucked into this milker. You know, that's all I can tell you. I'm not covering up. <laughs> David, so are you not afraid some truck driver is going to see? I you know what? Care. At this point. No, when they get to the point where they hurt so this, bad, you, it doesn't matter. Is, There's no going back. This is not a sexual thing at Mm-mm. this point in time. If they look over here and this excites them, that's their problem, yes. not mine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, we had a lot of other questions from some of our staff and um, and fans that we haven't gotten to today, but I guess we can save those for next save time. Save that for our next podcast. I probably said more than I should in this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Y'all just stay tuned. More to come. <laughs> it gets real. It gets real up in here. So until next time, y'all stay healthy. Bye. See ya. See ya.